so then we get into Saw 3, and I know a lot of people rank this up in, like, maybe the top two or three. This is probably, in my opinion, like, the meanest Saw. You know, like, the one that feels like if anyone was made by a nihilist, it was this one. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I was thinking, like, it's one of the ones with the least amount of deaths. I could be wrong, because the ending kind of throws a light at that when fucking everybody <laughs> dies, but... Well, not only that, but then once you know what happens in Saw 4, yeah. like... But, yeah, I think you're right on body count at the very least well, maybe one one has uh, I mean I know one has those three like well no they have the the barbed wire the maze barbed wire and dies, the, the guy in the, the room with the combination dies, candle yeah the guy that Amanda kills dies Tap's partner dies Tap dies Zep dies yeah actually quick question about I know, I know, backtracking here, but this was something I actually wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. The, the the candle with the safe, like, how was that a solve? Like, I know most of the traps you're supposed to be able to have a chance with. Do you really feel that you have any chance whatsoever in figuring that one out Dude, before no, dying? No, that one, there was no fucking clue. There was no fucking way. Like, so, you know, when you look at it and later on they're like, oh yeah, you're supposed to be able to survive. You know, I want you to figure out what your life is. I'm like, bullshit. In the first one, they that, that wasn't the case because you couldn't have crawled through the razor wire and survived, I don't think. You, you might have been able to. That one possibly could have been survivable depending upon the time frame. But yeah, like a minute? No, not enough time. Uh, yeah, I feel like you if you had unlimited time and you could have slowly, methodically done it, sure. But if you had to be timed and had to be fast, I don't think it's possible. I think you're just going to slip and hurt yourself too much. Yeah, the guy, the guy who's you know poisoned. Well, even then, like he was poisoned. All that was in the safe was the antidote to the poison. It wasn't like it was going to let him out of the room or anything. Right. Yeah. That 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 one was actually one of the most unusually cruel ones in its own weird way if you think I, honestly it doesn't get enough because it's kind of like a short and it, what, it, it gets cuts, a minute yeah it cuts away before you actually see anything too I mean all you see is the the after effect right so that one bothers me the most out of the first movie mm, yeah I would I would I would definitely agree with that one but anyways we can go back to Saw 3 I just really wanted to talk about that before i forgot it so so yeah i mean part of the reason why it seems so mean is because of uh, what they do to amanda's character you know pre to the revelations that you get later on in later movies but yeah but yeah with the like the again the one the first dude in this one where the the fucking uh rings and the chains holding him in with the bomb Okay, yes, yes. Uh, wow, I just watched this today and I'm sitting here. The chain. What am I, what am I missing here? The guy wakes up and he's got like the, the chains through like the skin on his, you know, and his muscles on like his shoulders and his 
Achilles tendons and through the back of his back of his hands, and he's got the one the one that goes on his like, lip. Yeah. All right. So here's what I noticed because I've long complained about this because I sat there and I said that's impossible to do the mouth one, but I only just noticed this time around that there was one of the 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 circles that was only partially closed. So like. I have to assume it was the mouth one, so I have to assume there was some possible way of getting it off, but god yeah, damn. Like, yeah, in like a minute? Yep, no, that's not happening. No, it was too, like, hey, how did he, how did he keep standing after the Achilles one? Good question. I, I mean, I don't think there's anybody that can survive that and still and stand, like, I, I thought that was like a involuntary fall, no matter what. Yeah, because your your leg muscles are no longer connected to your you know legs at that point. Right. So yeah, I thought that was a relatively unfair. Was that also? Oh god, I don't want to jump ahead. Was that also the one where the room was welded yep, shut? Yep, there was also that one too. So, yeah, that that dude was just fucked. And that was who did that one? Was that Amanda or yeah, was that, that Hoffman? That was Amanda. Okay. Same thing with the um, Dina Myers death. You know, when Lieutenant Carey or whatever Carey dies. She don't. She don't get a title. Damn it. De- Detective Carey, whatever her last name was. You see it later on. And do you? Yeah. When when Hoffman's getting the award in Saw Five. Oh yeah, you're right. They they have her and Matthews and Rig and. Tap and I forgot Tap's partner. Sing, sing, yeah, and they they have the, you know all their names are on the, the the portraits when he's getting the the award from the commissioner or whatever. I I had a conversation once about Carrie's death, and it was with a girl, and she's like, I think that was the most beautiful death in Saw history. What? <laughs> and <laughs> what? Like after listening to the explanation, I. I was somehow uh, concurred with it, but like in hindsight, I don't quite understand how I was convinced of this. Because <laughs> rewatching it, like I love watching it, but I don't really know how you make it into a beautiful thing. <laughs> just, just tossing that out there. Like, ah, all right. So here's my question about the her her death though. Mm-hmm. What was preventing her from dumping some of the acid out? Uh, I, yeah. Because it, it was only attached from the top. There was nothing attached from the bottom, so she could have easily just tilted the bucket. Yes, you're still going to have to reach into some of the acid because you cannot risk that key falling out. But if you tipped it and dumped out half the acid, I'm just saying that makes your life a little easier. Yeah, no. I, You're going to die either way, but... Completely, completely agree with you. I mean, the only thing it would be, like, we don't ever get, like, a full-on clear shot of, like, how much slack she had with her arms at the time that makes so, I mean, point. if there, if there wasn't enough slack for her to be able to reach underneath it push it up high enough to be able to get it over the lip to be able to tilt i mean but yeah no i mean there's there's plenty of times in this where you're like we'll get it like later movie there are a couple i want to be like like it's fucking really easy to see like how you would get around this and the fact that they don't right also really uh they did a great job in the fact that Dinah. Dinah Meyer, what, how are you pronounce her name? Mm-hmm. She's in a bathtub. Amanda looks her best in this movie. 
like they really I don't think I don't think any of the movies have better looking like they I feel like they definitely uh, were trying to make the girls stand out here. That's one thing I'll give Jigsaw. Fair enough. But yeah, no, I agree with you. Lynn, Lynn's not bad looking either for being, you know, uh, kidnapped a victim forced to wear shotgun shells around her face. Yeah, I mean, all things considered, I mean, still, still, yeah, uh, good looking. Um, so here's my question, and I didn't go back to rewatch it uh, just because I was crunched for time, as you know. Um, all right, early on, you see the scene where she's in the hotel, motel, Holiday Inn, whatever, and she's with Chris, and Chris says that he wants a divorce. <sighs> did did they really do the dialogue right by that just to just to throw you off that she was Jeff's husband? Like, see, this is one of the ones where I think that like they went out of their way to try to fool you for the the uh, twist and I don't think it works as well because like it, it, it didn't like not only that but they changed they specifically said we changed her last name as a doctor so that you wouldn't be able to tell that she was Jeff's wife up until the very end which is stupid yeah it would have it would have made more it would have rewarded those people who at this point are watching the movies and trying to pay attention to all the little details to be able to pick up on the things that are going on yeah, I, I I agree. Like that, I don't know. It, it just they they really really went out of their way to try to like keep this twist going. And honestly, and the other half of the twist at this one, when we get to that, like is no fucking setup whatsoever until the very fucking last line that fucking John Kramer says. And I'm like, that's yeah. that's cheap. That's one of the reasons why this isn't like my favorite. Like a lot of I, a lot of people put this right after the first one. It's it's not for me. It's middle of the pack. It does have some really brutal and interesting kills, though. It's probably got one of the most brutal in the whole series. Which, All right. Well, what is that one? I mean, you may as well just the wreck. The the what? The wreck. Oh yes, the twists the guy's arms, legs, and then his head completely around on his body. That has long been in discussion for most brutal death in any horror movie, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you see it. That's that's the bone popping out and then like twisting. You see the skin rip off of the arm, the muscle twist, the bone pop out. Yeah, it's just it's very brutal. Kudos to the to uh, everybody involved, like makeup department, practical effects. Like that is such a graphic graphic. I mean, honestly, you can probably arguably put that up as top ten all-time graphic deaths in a horror movie, and I don't know if you're going to find... Yeah, you might be able to find some people, some assholes that would nitpick the hell out of it, but I, I think a lot of people would agree it's probably one of the ten most gruesome on-screen deaths. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's and a what did lot... That, what did that guy do wrong? He was the one that... He, he was the one that hit the uh, yeah, he, was the driver over, right? Yeah, he ran over Jeff's kid. Also, did they like by part three? Did they just run out of last names because he had the same last name as Amanda? I was like, wow, not not even trying to be creative here. Okay, 
See, and just, like like one of the other things that people bring up when they who don't like this one at the t- like, it's hard to be sympathetic with Jeff when, like, every single th- one of these that he comes to, he like waits and he waits and he waits to the last fucking minute before he fucking makes his mind up on whether he's going to help or not. You you would think after the first one, I get the first one. It's kind of just thrown upon him, and he's really not sure how to feel, and. I, I get it, but simultaneously, by the second one, have your mind made up. Either I'm going to forgive and I'm going to do whatever, or or I'm just I, I'm in full out vengeance mode. Also, this is the only saw that features any nudity, correct? Yeah. I mean, this this is a series that doesn't need nudity. Friday Thirteenth obviously did. This really didn't, but to, it actually caught me off guard. Four. Might have had a little bit. I'm trying to remember. It would have. It wasn't. It wouldn't have been on screen though. It would have been in the pictures for the dude in the. Um, oh yeah. yeah, I don't count that. Yeah. It's just. But pictures. yeah, no, definitely like. You get full frontal. I was like. But it's obviously what, what, very cold in there. What I liked, um, just go back a little bit in the film is when Jeff gets out of the crate. I gotta give him credit. He did one of the things that I bitch about in horror all the time that people don't do. He took something as a weapon. He took a piece of wood yeah. and used it. I was like, why? I, it always bothers me. You, you, you're in a strange place. Obviously, you're not in a good place. Like, why don't you bring something to help you? And he did. So kudos to that. Yeah, I'm really, I've had a really weird like, I don't want to say affair, but I'll use affair with Angus McFadden over the years. Like, he's been in a lot of really great movies, but I don't know if he's ever necessarily been, like, any of the driving force in any of those movies. If he's just one of those people that picks good I, roles like versus him. Saw 3, Braveheart. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw Equilibrium. I did not. So he's, he's I mean, he's a good actor, but it's just... It's a, oh he was if I remember fucking right I think he was the fucking D four the leper king in um the, what was the one with Orlando Bloom and Liam Neeson I don't and know the, the only ki- king I know is yeah. the the Tiger King yeah that's the only king I recognize <sighs> yeah I did that I had to <laughs> um I, so this is a cool thing about this film. I think this film has a lot of... As a Nightmare on Elm Street fan, this was possibly the film for me as far as creativity goes for the deaths. Like, they really tried a lot of neat things. Like, the frozen girl. Like, that was a that was a terrible was death. interesting one that they never tried to do again. Right. But then, like... Uh, like... As gross as the the judge's death would have been if he had drowned in the fucking rotting pig carcasses, it doesn't seem to me to pose like the same kind of like danger for the most part as like most of the other ones. Simply drowning is simply drowning. Yes, it's gross drowning, but it's just still drowning. And when you compare that to I mean, the torture wreck of doom, yeah, I mean, even yeah. even look at like the shit that. Jeff had to go like to save the uh, the freezing chick. You know, 
he ended up losing a good patch of skin on his face, and even that was that was his own dumbass fault. Yeah, I though. mean, he could have got around there. That's a, he had how many layers of shirts on? He couldn't have put one shirt up there to protect his face. Yeah, he deserved worse, actually. But you know, and then you know, for the the rack one, you know, the the intent was he would get shot, you know, possibly lose his arm, possibly die, in order to save the guy. This one, I mean, all he had to do was jump into fucking, and if he'd done it quickly, it would have fucking. You know, just got on the slippers. You know, rancid pigs. So, th- this... Uh, yeah, I don't want to jump ahead. I, I agree with you. The, the, all he had to do was burn stuff, and yeah, I get it. You don't want to burn the pictures, especially. But, like, I mean, he was a dick to his daughter, first of all, for even, you know, daring to take a fucking stuffed animal, teddy bear, whatever it was. Like, I, I get it. I get the sentimental attachment, but simultaneously, your kid's already dead. You could save the life of somebody. What, I don't. I don't understand how that takes more than five seconds to justify. You know, this is only objects. You, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I think part of my problem with this one is they try to set him up. You know, for us to feel sympathetic for him. You know, his son died. You know, but and then, like, the script does its best to make us feel not sympathetic for him at fucking all. Well, that became the calling card, though, and I would say it started here, and then, I mean, unless you want to call, I wouldn't call Eric Matthews, he has a very different role compared to Angus. Like, Angus is the, or Jeff, Jeff's the first dude that, like he his game is actually happening where he's got to make these decisions and like there's not a single one of these characters in any of the movies that are really that good or redeemable or likable I, I don't think until I don't even know if there is one uh, I would say like you know getting ahead of ourselves I would say Riggin 4 <sighs> yeah that's definitely a conversation we're going to have and I I like, it's definitely he's not a conversation. A great actor, but you know, they're right. You know, as a as a character. Um and I think that the big difference between this one and Saw 6 is the guy who we expect to be a complete fucking asshole in Saw 6 ends up turning out to be sympathetic whereas Jeff we're expecting expecting to be sympathetic turns out to be a fucking asshole. Just complete utter douchebag. Yeah. Um what was the th- was the third one that the was the third kill in this was that the torture rack? Yeah, the torture rack. Well, All right. At so, that point, it's the fifth kill because we've gotten the ones that you know we've had before. You know, the game starts. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the game starting? Why was it, or when was it? Oh yeah, no. I'm 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 just I'm getting lost in between all the different films. My bad. I'm losing. I'm I'm thinking of part four. So anyway, with the torture rack, quickly. Like, where was he supposed to use the key? Did they ever show like the lock or anything? Yeah, there was a lock on on each one of them. So he would have had to act super fast in order to prevent any serious injury. Yeah. Like, super fast. But, I mean, to be fair to Jigsaw, which I don't know if we necessarily need to be, but like he said, you know, the human body is, you know, an incredible creation. And as we see later on, you know, you can survive 
the loss of an arm or two arms or a leg. You know, so I, I just I thought it, found it weird that like he did arm one, arm two instead of like arm one, like one. You know, right. It would have just yeah. it would have been like, well, okay, you have. Uh, I guess you you better start boning up on that movie, My Left Foot, if you want to be able to figure out how to uh, how to eat <laughs> with your feet, since neither of your arms are there anymore. Really, you did a My Left Foot reference. That's uh, that's good on you. I've never seen it. I did buy it though last year, I think, on digital. I haven't watched it, but Daniel Day yeah. Lewis is. You know, I don't like a lot of the movies he, he picks, but I will give him this, that, like, the dude is a great actor, and he fucking goes all in on fucking every single part that he does. He really, really, yes. Like, if, if you want just a guy, an actor that's just going to be like, yep, and I'm going to do this absolutely the way that it should be, sold. So, uh, yeah. Um here was something that I thought was interesting that I don't know if I've ever paid attention to until this time around. The little figurine that was on top of John's uh, heart rate monitor, I took note of it. I was like, I don't remember ever seeing it later on, and sure enough, I did see it later on. It was in part four or five. Where where is it at? I mean... Um, when he's following Cecil at the... Uh, the Chinese year of the pig thing and he goes and he points Cecil goes and points like he wants something and as the vendor has his back turned he grabs the little figurine no shit and John kept it yeah ain't that like a weird little like it's a subtle thing that they had in part three and they probably like oh well let's tell the story about it you know down the road and sure enough they did and I was I have to commend them for for little details like that. They get right. Like, like this is the one more than like saw had nothing else to reference. Saw two only had the first one to reference. So I mean, there was shit in there that referenced it. Definitely, like at the end when you know uh, Matthews wakes up and he's chained to the the same bathtub that they were fucking chained to. But um, you know, this is the one that really started working at setting up. Oh, that's one of the things I like. It's setting up a wider mythology and a, places for the sequels to go. I'm glad you used the term mythology because that's what I was going to use. Uh, yeah, like that. This this one, this is where I think they finally said, "Okay, we ha- we're on to something." Like they they made money, they made bank mm-hmm. on the first two. This is the one where they're sitting there going, "Okay, we might have a few more films after this, so we got to." plant some seeds here and there and think about how we can incorporate this down the road. And uh, kudos to them for, uh, at least that's how I assumed. I, I don't know if that's in fact true or not, but that that's how I interpreted it. I mean, think about it. They, they uh, purposely, this was the first one that purposely left shit up to a sequel. John uh, pouring the wax over the cassette tape. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here, actually, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Is there any way that you can swallow that? I mean, yeah. I would, Is there? Yeah. You think? Yeah, okay. it's, it's, not, it's not that big. I've seen, I've seen people swallow much larger stuff. I've seen people shove much larger things up their anus, too. So I mean, that's... 
I mean, we all watch porn, okay? Yes. I mean, Lexington Steel is a is a is a person, so I, I get it. I was thinking more, but, more along the lines of like keister stashing, but yeah. Fair enough. I I, I just uh, I I had to go the pornographic route. One of one of the things <laughs> that I'll give this one major props for though is like how many series have you seen where they go out and like fucking kill their fucking main villain? They kill. They killed Jigsaw, and yet they found a way to bring him back in like every in some single, way. <laughs> which is great. But all right, if he shows up in Spiral, I might be calling it a little fucking. You know, like. He's got it though. I think I don't know. He might be too. Dude, do you realize like how old he is? He's got to be pretty old. I mean, he was looking pretty fucking worked over in Jigsaw, so. He's in his late seventies, I believe. He, he's he's really up there. I think he was born in forty two. Yeah, 42, August seventh, yeah. forty two. Uh, I was like, holy shit! Because it's funny, and I think it was part four when they're showing the flashbacks of him and Jill, and like, I think they were trying to make him look younger, but there was no way of making him look that much younger. Uh, just they they tried making a sixty year old be a fifty year old, and eh. Eh, yeah, but all right. So this is the film that bothered me the most with one thing. It's one of the few scenes in any film that I really struggle watching. The head surgery. I love blood and guts, but that is a hard thing for me to watch. Not only the drill, but the I saw. Th- I think the the saw and the drill. Like I've seen it done before, because I, I watch like a lot of medical shows with my wife. But when she peels back the dura in order to expose like that, I haven't seen. I was like, "Yep, that's pretty gross." Dude, th- this is it, all right. So this is weird for me, but like, cause you know my love for horror. But honestly, watching like real life surgeries grosses me the fuck out. Like, how how weird is that? Like, I'll, I'll sit here and watch blood and guts all day, but if it's real, yep. it, it, for whatever reason, one of the it, scariest things I've ever seen in my entire life. I was just flipping through the channels one day, and for some reason, the surgery channel had them doing a vasectomy. Oh, God. Fuck that shit. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, no. I, I don't know. The, like, in kudos to them for how they did all the filming, and, like, there are times when my headaches are so severe, I... I, I've often made the reference. I just want the saw three treatment to alleviate my headache. Cause hey, she ain't got shaved my head. So there's that. Save a step. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just just an idea. Now, I don't know. I think we've talked enough about it, like to get to the end point here. Where like you you feel it was unfair towards Amanda. Is that what you were saying earlier? In regards to... Uh, like, storytelling? I, I don't know. You felt no, like this no, was just was mean. Saying, oh, yeah. it was. It's just mean, like, in regard. But, um, in the, the... Like, it's... The kills... Jeff's, Jeff as a character, you know? Like, no, I think that the storytelling works well, but, um... Like, uh, for the, the ending is the... You know, the montage... Like, the reveal is unearned in this one. Like we've already we've already gone over like Lynn, you know, changing her name so that, you know, you don't figure it out. But, right. But the the very last thing that John says when he's like, uh, 
I kidnapped your daughter, and if you kill me, you'll never find her. You know, like, there's never anything even intimated at that until after John's dead, so. I I will say this. When I first watched it, my initial theory, which was so far off base, but my initial theory was that Lynn was actually going to be the one that was the drunk driver. I thought that would have been an interesting thing, but they did not go that route. Perhaps for the best, but that was just my initial gut reaction. Here's another question I have for you. What? Okay, Amanda completely overreacted a few times towards Lynn, and it seemed like was she getting like jealous? Was there a romantic jealousy, or what was going on with her? Like she saw like John and her like holding hand for a second, See, and like this is this is something like. That's been retconned, but I don't know what the like if that was what the the original anticipation was supposed to be for this one. I mean, they go back and they address it in Saw Five, right? Yes, I, I and I get that, but here, like based on what we knew, it the reaction seemed a bit over the top. To like, were you just trying to be an apprentice, or were you met like in love with him? Like, yeah, see, that it, never really gets answered. You know, like they they answer it, but only when it's different writers actually writing it. So, yeah. And what? Okay, because I didn't make it through part five today. Uh, what? What? I, I don't want to jump ahead too far, but what did they come up with as far as was it a love thing? Was it a romance thing or no? No, I she so. she. I mean, she didn't realize that John was testing her, but Hoff, okay. Hoffman knew that he was testing her. So gotcha. she's like, she's like. I'm going to be the number one apprentice around here. And Hoffman's like, fuck that. And he, he leaves her that envelope that she opens up. So maybe they knew. Because, I mean, they have her open up and read it. And then you see her fucking crying and shit. Her reaction to the... It was the envelope that he said was in the desk, right? Yeah. And Hoffman, yeah. Hoffman says if, if she doesn't kill Lynn, that he'll reveal to John that she was the one who was driving Cecil the night that Jill loses her baby. I found that whole thing interesting, too. That's all in part five, right? Yeah. Okay, so we'll get to that, I guess. I just, I, I had that quick so, question. So but. maybe they knew, because they they do have her read the envelope that is later on shown to be that. But the only reason that I think that they might not is because it was soft, soft four and five were writ, written by different uh, writers. And this, this was the last one that um, James Wan and Lee Wano wrote see that's that's something and i know we'll probably discuss it towards the end of this but it's so it's unique in the fact that every single one you're sitting there thinking well yeah different writers or whatever but simultaneously like when you watch the whole franchise you know in a go or over the short period of time you it it feels like they had everything kind of plotted out from the get-go and if they didn't, kudos for them for figuring out ways to, you, you know, like, interweave past things with current things. That's not an easy thing to do. No, I don't think. I, mean, I, I mean, I think for the most part, they did a really good job with that. Like, by by number seven, you can see that, it, like, it's fucking gotten away from them. And they're just kind of, like, riding the tiger <laughs> at that point. So far away from them, yeah. I mean, by part six, you could tell that they were kind of running out of stuff. And by seven, they're just like, all right, we just need to, some finality. So, um, 
I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about part three? The only things I have to say about part three are in relationship to part four and part five. Because they all go hand in hand in hand. So let's go to four if you're up for it. Yeah. A lot of people put this at like the within like the bottom two or three, and I you know, rewatching this, I really fucking like this one a lot. Uh this is this is the the rig one, yeah, correct? Yeah, like I don't like Rig necessarily as a great character, but overall, just the, I think the the thing that this one had really well over some of the other one was the pacing. Okay, like one of the biggest complaints about the first one, and it's not even that big, a compl- but it's just like how slow it is. Even for even for Saw Two, you know, a lot of it's just like wandering around well saw two is wandering around saw one's sitting around and dialogue and this one kind of just you know snap it's snappy it goes pretty quickly uh one of the things he got better in in five but like the guy who plays agent agent strom like i'm like dude this is the best guy you could get to play a fucking fbi agent in number four I'll just come out and say it. Strom may be, like, at least top five least favorite characters in the whole franchise for me. I can't stand the guy yeah. at all. And I, it's his performance. The other thing that I, I don't like is, like, every time Jill Tuck opens her mouth. Like, again, that's another one. Like, the casting is, like, just so poorly done with her. I didn't quite understand, like, they really made her too too different from John I, I felt like it was it, would have been oh, it was if unnecessarily she if she didn't turn out to be like John 2 2.0 later on right yeah uh, it, it was just a, it's a weird combination of how they did it and like they didn't go that deep and explain like why she fell in love with him like I, I kind of would have enjoyed a little bit more of that and I don't like romance at all but you know a little bit more of that would have helped I mean, I could live without, like, the the main villain and his wife, like, their love story. You know, if, like, it hadn't felt like she was, like, a soap opera actress. Well, and they, yeah. they crafted so much stuff around her, especially in the latter half of the franchise. I guess, I guess that's why I would push for more of that info or more of those scenes. That That's, that's all for me. But if you hadn't had it spoiled for you, I, I like the reveal in this one. The, the, the multiple reveals work on different levels, I think. There's a lot of good reveals here that... The, the fact that this is yeah. taking place previously, both before and after and during Saw 3, <laughs> I liked... I- I mean, the opening scene's pretty much like one of the final scenes of the whole arc up to that point. Yep. Which is awesome. I loved how they did that. They did, loved a, that. They did a really good job with that. I like, you know, well, if you're fucking listening to this, you've probably seen the movies or you're going to watch the movies after no matter what we say or you're going to avoid them after no matter what we say. So, like, I like the reveal that fucking Hoffman, you know, how they revealed. But, like, yeah, I had it spoiled for me before I saw the movie, so... Oh, that that's a fucking bummer. Because Hoffman... I, I'll say this. I really like Costas Mandalore, and I just wish he would get more 
acting gigs because I, I don't know. Like he's, I mean, sure, he don't have to be a lead actor, but he's he's good. I I think he's a legit good actor. I've watched him. Him and his brother were in a film together, which was kind of weird to watch, but enjoyable nonetheless. And he was also in uh, Tales from the Crypt. So, here's a question for you. And I mean, if you if you don't know that, you know. But think of like, do you think that Hoffman, especially after he's the only one left, would have let the people who died survive if they had successfully executed the traps that he had put them in? That's a great question because I mean, as we see. You know, there's been a little bit of manipulation with Amanda, but she was still murking people by herself without him. You know, even with his help. A part of me says, you know, early on, you want to say kind of he he would, but towards the end, he just uh, he was just in it for himself. Like he'd kind of lost focus of the cause. But I think maybe some of the earlier stuff is is at least a maybe well, for like, for me. See, I don't. I don't really buy into him ever really being part of the cause, though. I feel it's more like John's got dirt on me, so I'm fucking stuck with him. And, you know, I'll do this shit for him. Oh, yeah, he's not a believer in the cause. I agree. But, like, do you you think that, like, if Rig had stayed outside of the door, you know, he would have let him and Matthews go and just pretended to be another victim, too? I... I could see him actually having done that and just buying time for something else. Because his hands would have been pretty clean at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, he he could just be pretending, you know. Yeah, I don't yeah. I got kidnapped. I don't fucking know how I'm going to I mean, goddamn, that, just that scene where all of a sudden you see him standing behind Rig was such a... Mm, yeah. But, yeah, I, you could make an argument either way because... His character evolves in some way, like because you get more of a past story from him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He he he's a tough one though. I, he might actually be the most difficult one to fully get a vibe on, despite being in what four, five of them. Yeah, I mean he he was in three, but just you know one fucking scene. Right. Yeah. Um. Oh wow, Betsy Russell has dark hair now. I I'm yeah. looking at IMDb yeah, yeah. and it that actually it looks better on her, I think. Looking at her picture, just But uh, I mean, uh, I liked I liked the interweaving of him into the narrative and it made sense in what they did it. Uh I liked Riggs game. You know, like one of the things I read when people were talking about why they didn't like it was like, oh, all the people seem like they should be fucking shitty and like you're not rooting for any of them. Like, well, like how many fucking people were you rooting for in the the fucking earlier ones? Yeah, you don't want to see anybody die. You know, you don't want to see, well, at least me in day-to-day life, I don't want to see anybody die, you know, especially through horrible torture things. But it wasn't like Jigsaw was just pulling fucking good people off the street and being like, oh, have some fun, ha ha ha. Yeah, I mean, by and large, all of his uh, victims were people that he felt were shitty and needed some kind of perspective. So, I yes, there were a few people, I guess, I felt a little more sympathy than others, but I, I would agree with what you're saying. 
the, my god though one thing that they did in this one and I know that they did it in part two with the word safe but uh, what the hell is the word uh, save my god did they overuse the term save in part four I was like okay so at the end of this it's going to come down to him saving like by that by that point in the franchise they they overdid the word save to the point where you knew how that ending was going to play out which maybe that was intentional because then they gave you the Hoffman swerve I, I don't know it, also what was okay Art Blank he's the one he's the lawyer what was his whole thing like was he going to be set free after the 20 minutes or no I mean, yeah, it looked like he was supposed to go free too. You know, as long as so like, son of a bitch, my cat just turned my monitor off. Um, so uh, yeah, like he was another person who got screwed by by Reagan just being able to take a take a chill pill. I thought it was funny because I'm looking at his name, Art Plank, and I'm like, isn't that the owner of the Atlanta Falcons? And the owner of the Atlanta Falcons is Arthur Blank. So it kind of surprised me when I did a search though quickly for art blank and the first thing came up is like a, a soft films uh, wiki fandom thing so I don't know why that's important but it's something that I did and I didn't know that that website existed so happy that I looked it up and also happy that's not the owner of the uh, Falcons I guess <laughs> I alright how did you feel about I guess we probably should go more in order because I was just going to jump like right into the fucking middle of it. I don't even remember what what is it start off with the guy with the hooks, right? Or hoops or no? I, this one starts off with uh, John Kramer's autopsy. Starts off with the autopsy. What was the first big thing in this one? Did they did they have any of them before uh, the chick with her hair caught in? The yes. Air? Yes. First of all, let's let me just say this: Was there a real rhyme and reason to have to see Tobin Bell's cock? I'm saying no. I mean, maybe he was proud. He he could have been, and good for him. Um, secondly, um, the first thing we saw was the bald guy with the eyes sewn shut and art going back and forth, which was this was okay, one of the yeah, dumbest that, that things was, I saw yeah. because the whole time I'm sitting there going, "You can rip, you can rip." The, the the art I kept saying dude just rip it open like yeah it's gonna hurt but you're gonna save yourself so much pain and aggravation like there's a hook in play like there's things that can kill you versus just ripping your lips open so he well, doesn't do I, it if I remember correctly too wasn't there a knife like a there, cleaver or something yeah. there? dude there was all kinds of implements of death and he's sitting there like worried about like hurting his lips only only and this is what gets me the most pissed off only for him at the end to scream in pleasure or victory or whatever and he ends up tearing it anyways so dude what the fuck and who was the fat bald guy good question (laughs) like they don't ever tell you who he is they just tell you who art is and i found that weird at first i was like is art related to zep but we don't know for a fact that he wasn't, but I'm assuming he wasn't. Uh, and, like, that seems kind of, like, shitty, too. Like, the, this guy's your lawyer, and he argues with you over wanting to, like, 
divest yourself of all of your assets so you're gonna fucking put him in a fucking murder game oh all right so yeah i I definitely was missing some stuff here because i was rushing but what was it that he did that was so bad was it just that's it that's what i'm saying (laughs) he didn't do anything that was so bad like when john wanted to to sell all the shit to to give to um jill he's like dude we're partners you know I, i own half of this shit you know i can't just fucking sell your your side because you know that's not how the law works okay that's you're going through a fucking uh fucking puzzle box there buddy yeah and plus it sounded like they were doing something good they were doing like apartments for low income yeah yeah they were making uh low income housing to to uh like renovate it for uh you know uh needy families do we know where this takes place if we go by the, I saw this just recently. If we go by the license plates in the movies, New Jersey, I believe they show them in Jigsaw. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I kind of felt like Art really was one of the more innocent people in the whole franchise. Really, that kind of he went through a lot of shit just to still get screwed. Yep. Uh, now. <laughs> All right, here's another question about... I'm sure I'm on the right film this time. Why, why did why did they film it, like... At first, like, they made it seem like Tracy was, like, leaving Rig. But, in fact, she was just going to help her mom for a few days. Like, why did they make it seem like such a big deal that he just wanted to stay home and rest? I don't know. I mean, I... Again, this is the first one that wasn't written by... Lee and um, uh, James. So and it and, showed, yeah. but yeah, you yet can definitely see it. they uh, they found a way to interweave everything, which also was an achievement unto itself. Like it, you can see the flaws in the newbies, and also some of the cool things that they did. I mean, and this is also the last one that Darren Lynn Boozman directed. So, like, I think it works because you had the same director from two, three, and four. So you had some kind of consistency when you brought in the new writers. Right. Um, this is... Yeah, I I kind of felt bad for Lindsay Perez. She was Strom's partner. Yeah. I just felt like... I don't know. I, I imagine she hates her job working with him. Like, she just hates working with him. Right? Wanna be I imagine she's like, Can I be the one doing the interview this time? And he's like, No, I have to do it. I'm the only good interviewer on this team. Like he gets right in her face, like pushes her up against the wall and does it. Like that just he just seems like that dickhead. He seems like the guy who sets off a fucking race war. I'm not gonna fucking lie. <laughs> he does. He really he, he he's the guy that the yeah. Uh, he, he is that guy. I don't even. Everything that I was going to say, I'm not going to say. But you can use your imagination. Uh, yeah, Strom. Strom. Out of all the assholes, up to this point, up to the fourth one, I'm not sure who, how many other people were bigger assholes than Strom. I, I would say, I would say Xavier. Eric Matthews. Eric Matthews, that, and would Jeff? I don't even know. Jeff was a douche. Jeff at least has a fucking 
Yeah, he was a douche, but he had a reason to be a douche. Yeah. yeah that's the only thing that saves him. But, like, this guy, this guy's just, like, this is the law enforcement entitlement fucking epitome example. He's just an irredeemable jackass, which is a f- term that I really like using as of late. There's, there, there's one thing that redeems him for me in the next movie, and I'll get touch on that when we get there, but yeah, for the most part, like, this one, I'm like, God, this guy fucking, like, you, you gotta wonder what, like, was the casting director, like, fucking his sister or something? That's the hope and the dream. No. Right, here's a question. Mm-hmm. Why are people so utterly... Alright, because I don't think we talked about this in part three. So I'm going to rewind, but this also applies in part four. Uh, Carrie, with the home invasion, like... that. Okay, that didn't make any sense at all. Let me... Jesus, I got to rewind just a little bit more. She's watching a VHS tape, and then somehow it just magically switches inputs without her knowing to live cam footage... And she was still really stupid about how she handled it. And then in part four, Rig has an intruder in his house. And I don't know, am I wrong in expecting more from these people? Like, to be smarter with what, how they're handling these home invasions, so to speak? The only thing you're wrong about is expecting people in movies, especially people in horror movies, to not do the stupid thing. Listen, I'm a wrestling fan, and I, I there are times where I just like, wow, wrestling sometimes smarter than horror movies. I what, don't understand. What you, if, if you saw a, something transitioned into a live feed of you in your bedroom, what would you be your first fucking reaction? <sighs> I don't. Even, I wouldn't wait around. I, like, if I don't have a weapon near me, which I only have my weapons in my bedroom, so if I, if I'm not in my bedroom, if I'm just in my living room. I'm making a dash to the door and I'm getting the fuck out. That's it. Like my I, first I, thing as I'm going is like, nine one one. Yeah, hey, uh, somebody's broken into my house, and I'm a police yeah. officer. I need I need a backup right now. Yeah, you, you get the fuck out of Dodge. You call for help. You don't try to be friggin' GI Joe here. Like Cause, no, because most most places it's going to be a couple minutes response time. But right, like how many places are you going to overpower one person? knock them out, and then transport their body within, like, three minutes. Uh, true. It, the thing is, like, these, like if somebody's already messed up your house to the point where they have a live camera feed of you, I, I'm, I'm already thinking this person's probably smarter than I am, and I can fully be okay with admitting it and realizing that I am overmatched already. That's all. I may not be overmatched, but I'm okay with admitting it because that terrifies me. Yeah. And it should have terrified Rig with, like, why was there so much plastic wrap there? I've I've never done a remodel, but I've also never done, like, a remodel in an apartment in the inner city where it would open my house to the elements and need to have that much fucking plastic up uh, right that's what perplexed me quite like, a bit like lethal weapon 2 when danny glover is remodeling his garage and the garage is what's open to the element makes sense you know it's a garage you're not fucking living in there at the same time sure 
Doing doing that, yeah, like that was basically just a whole way to make it fucking easy for him to be fucking ambushed. I feel like, and gosh, I hope I'm actually remembering the right movie. And I don't know if you've ever seen it. Did you ever see uh, Ills or Them? It was the French version of The Strangers before The Strangers. I did not know. I believe upstairs because a similar movie yet it's a very different movie like actually I don't even want to say similar but there's a lot of similar qualities but like upstairs there's so much plastic and that's all I could think of when I'm watching this was why why is this why is this a thing like it just it irked me Uh, and I don't know you know me you know how I get really annoyed at really random things this was just one of them you know, one thing that I did like in this, a little, just a little cameo, was Go on. Julian Richings as the uh, dude in the fucking apartment building's uh, lobby. That, the, the, like, the homeless dude, right? Yeah. Dude was great. Yeah, he's, he's so creepy looking in, like, most of the shit he does. You know, like, lost turn, wrong turn, and, uh, well, he was, he was in the fucking Christmas Horror Story, wasn't he? In the, the Krampus one. Oh, he could have been. Honestly, I wouldn't have even recognized him. Now you mention it, though. Uh, what the hell is his name? Jul- Julian Richings, you said, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. May as well look him up. Because... Oh, yeah. He has, a, he has a really like unmistakable face. He's an urban legend. I didn't know that. I, I've only seen that I movie see once, though. So. I see the janitor in that. I haven't seen that in a long time. Huh. Actually, I don't remember when the hell American uh, American Christmas or horror Christmas horror story was it? God it, was damn the, it. it was the fucking um, the shit. It was the the Christmas horror story. Yeah, he was in. The, he was the fucking butler that I think okay. she she turns into Krampus. In the, yeah, in he was also on Channel Zero, which I haven't fully. I've only been able to catch the first couple episodes of that, but yeah, what I've seen, I like so far. Oh yeah, he was, dude. He was in The Witch. Okay, he's actually been in quite a few things I enjoy. Now that I'm kind of getting through it a little bit here, so good on him. I have another complaint. Good. I, and it's another really nitpicky complaint. But here's here's my complaint. Uh, where was it? That? All right. So why was it? Uh, I'm trying to. F- I had everything highlighted that I looked up Julian Richings and now I'm uh, just a little off here. Uh, Okay. So Rig woke up with the bathtub. The puppet shows up. Rig enters the room. Okay. When Rig enters the room at the, and and finds the blonde, right? Mm -hmm. When he first takes off the thing or I don't know if she was covered up or just had the mask on. She just had the mask on. What? Why? Why was there the need for the pig sound? Because that's a sec- Like this happens at least one other time in the franchise when she clearly she wasn't able to make the pig sound. They couldn't have timed it. Like Jigsaw couldn't have timed it. So what was the point in the pig sound if it didn't really exist? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But- like frustrated me. I'm pretty sure they did it in this one, and I want to say part three as well. I just can't remember where. Oh, just. Just nitpicking, but... Uh, I do have a nitpick for this one, though. Oh, go on. Um, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. If, if, you, if you're done, if you hadn't... 
Yeah, I'm, I'm done bitching for a few seconds. All right. So when we get towards the end and you're starting to realize that four and three are taking place at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, when Strom finds the, uh, the tape recorder after uh, Perez gets, uh, or Perez actually finds the tape recorder right before the thing blows up and gets her in the face. Yeah. Uh, it says that Strom is soon going to take the life of an innocent man. Yes, I remember like, that. How can that know that that's going to happen unless they know exactly how three is going to turn out? <laughs> that's a that's a dandy of a question. Actually, I'm pretty sure in my notes, which are like 15 pages long here, uh, I'm pretty sure that was something I wrote down and was actually questioning myself. Uh, didn't... I don't know. Didn't add up? And... Right in that same era, that time frame. All right, so they had the address. Did it made it sound like Jill owned that school? But I, like, I I rewatched it three times, and they're like, "Oh, Jill owns the building," and I'm like, "Are you talking about the building that you're in?" It was very confusing. I think they're talking about the um, the uh, the warehouse or workshop. Yes. yes, Okay. uh, the me- the meatpacking place. They they could have done a slightly better job with that line because it was relatively uh, it was relatively confusing. If you're just kind of like I was fully invested, but even if like you weren't fully invested, that could have been a little confusing. I think. Yeah. No. Definitely. All right. How did you feel about the 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 blonde girl that uh, you know the ha- the hair thing like? That was gross as shit, man. Like. And, like, my, my next question, like, I like this one, but I also, it's like, how do you know what order those fucking numbers are supposed to go into the fucking, and, like, he gets it right the very first time. Well, that was going to be my next question, so, yes, uh, really, well, here's what bothered me. She tells him right from the beginning that the numbers, or the combination, whatever is written on on the thing, and instead he's like, Oh no! I'm gonna to go to the kitchen, look at this note, find out there's no scissors or knife. Then come back. Then I'm gonna shoot the thing. She oh. told you the answer right from the get-go. Like she's not even jigsaw. She's like dude, she, dude, dude. He shoots it and it stops, and then he for- runs around and looks for a knife and shit. <laughs> Why don't you just fucking break the fucking window that's right there and use the glass to fucking cut her hair? Uh, God, I mean, he could have shot the TV and, and used glass. Like, yeah, there were so many things he could have used. To, to help her. Yes. And why was her... I, I also don't understand why her game was to kill him. Because uh, she was a like a petty criminal or whatever, and, and Jigsaw says, you know, if if he frees you, you're going, he's going to arrest you. So the only God. way you can avoid going back to jail is to kill him. God, that seems very petty, but makes sense. Um, I didn't care for Ivan's, like the... There was all this buildup for Ivan's thing, and like, yeah, he, he stabbed one of his eyes out. He didn't get to the second one before they basically quartered him or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I felt that not only was the setup really overly elaborate for what the payoff, but I just loved how the one officer's like, 
well, how'd they even get this up there? And then somebody immediately is like, well, they had the room rented out for a course of six days, so you just bring it up piece by piece. And I'm like, how how how, how are you bringing this up piece by piece? Like, that's still pretty an, an, an elaborate setup. Are you just constantly like, go leaving every half hour? <laughs> like, hey, dude, what? Uh, is everything okay? You keep walking in and out. Like, fucking been in and out like 15 times in the last hour. What's going and, on? You keep bringing, like, these mechanical parts. Like, what, uh, what I, just, I just imagine him going up in, like, a shopping bag. And he's like, hey, you know, everything okay? And, and the dude just pulls out, like, a bottle of lotion, and he's like, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, it's such a weird... It's funny, and they it, had, it was, like, the immediate... Like they, they tried to answer it, and they just didn't do a good job. <laughs> I, I think they're like, well, let's get a little defensive and just, just immediately answer it and hope people don't think anything more about it. But, like, that has long just sat there and taunted me, I suppose. Um most satisfying thing in that whole film I mean I, I, I like the twist but really I enjoyed the lady pulling out the I don't know spikes rods yeah, whatever you her and her husband I enjoyed that scene greatly because that guy was was just just horrible like I felt like he actually deserved a much worse death than what he got oh definitely no that was an interesting one too you know like you have to free yourself from the fucking whatever that's holding you back. The ties that bind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really liked that one. And I was just like, you know, if Lifetime could ever make a movie like Saw, this would be the perfect one right here. This is the Lifetime murder. <laughs> and it, it was it was definitely super satisfying. Um yeah, I, you know, I liked this. Well, I don't want to get into rankings yet. Obviously, was there was a lot to like. Po- it was all over the place, and uh, like the lows were low and the highs were high. It, yeah, yeah, I, w- I would agree with with that sentiment. Do you, in the end, was the payoff worth it for you? I think so. I mean, at this point, two saw two and saw four are the shortest. They're an hour and thirty three minutes, and I think it. I think it it works because it it didn't feel bloated. I I would agree. And speaking of bloated, did Donnie Wahlberg look extremely bloated for somebody who was a prisoner and not eating well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to notice that because he's like choking the entire time we see him. True. Did you did you find his his uh, ice block death? A payoff? Could you imagine, like, being Detective Matthews, and you've fucking been in prison for months, your fucking ankle is so fucked up, you have to have, like, a fucking cage around your whole leg to be able to stand, and you make it there, and you're fucking choking, you're standing on ice, it's melting, you do that for two hours, and your buddy busts through the room, and fucking, your head gets cracked. You just, like, that last second, you're just like, fuck my life. That's what I'm thinking. I'm sitting there thinking, like, this dude just suffered through all this stuff. And, yes, he was a horrible dude. But, my God, if if you really think about it, he may have had, like, the worst run. Plus, plus, he was taking it to uh, Amanda at the one point. And every time, like, she needed to get the upper hand, it was like, eh, just kick the foot. But how did she survive, like, the seven or eight times he slammed her face into the wall? 
And maybe that's why she was having trouble with John. Like, her brain damage was preventing her from... Why are you liking her better? I mean, I had to brain damage for you. Yeah. I mean, he really wrecked her for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like, I actually liked that fight. It was a... It, it was good in the fact that, unlike most male and female fights that you see in movies where it's either, like, all this outlandish Matrix-type shit, this was like a knockdown, drag-out fight, and yet it still worked between a man and a woman. It, it worked yeah. in some weird way. So, all right. 